Well, Pete, here's something on international advertising that uh, cropped up in a recent New Yorker magazine. About six pages uh, had have color advertising in the magazine. Inserts been bought by the government of Canada, or as they like to say, the gouvernement du Canada. Government of Canada. I got it. Got to say it in both languages, yeah, right? right? But this is only in one language, and, and you can kind of understand where they're coming. Great, day, great place to do business is their line. Canada has the strongest economic growth, the soundest banking system in the world, the highest skilled workforce for innovation, the lowest taxes, the lowest government debt, and a dynamic free market environment. These are all on several different pages, and it shows you artworks and everything. But this was the one I liked a lot. Canada has world-class cities and world-class cultural activities, universal health care, safe streets and people-friendly communities, and a pristine, natural environment. Our exceptional quality of life will take your breath away. Now, I'm talking, we're moving to Canada here. Yeah, this they got is all good. that? Yeah, and they mention universal health, you know, right? And take your th- Right yeah. there. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Canada, you know. Uh, America takes my breath away, but that's when I was living in L.A. and couldn't see three feet in front of me. <laughs> Americans could not see the future clearly in 1945, but they could look back over the war they had just waged. They might have reflected with some discomfort on how slowly they had awakened to the menace of Hitlerism in the isolationist 1930s, or how callously they had barred the door to those seeking to flee from Hitler's Europe, or how heedlessly they had provoked Japan into a probably avoidable war in a region where few American interests were at stake, or how they had largely fought with America's money and machines and with Russia's men, had fought in Europe only late in the day against a foe mortally wounded by three years of brutal warfare in the East, had fought in the Pacific with a bestiality they did not care to admit, or how they had profaned their constitution by interning tens of thousands of citizens largely because of their race, or how they had denied most black Americans a chance to fight for their country, on how they had sullied their nation's moral standards with terror bombing in the closing months of the war, and how their leaders' stubborn insistence on unconditional surrender had led to the incineration of hundreds of thousands of already defeated Japanese, first by fire raids, then by nuclear bat blast, on how poorly Franklin Roosevelt had prepared for the post-war era, how foolishly he had banked on goodwill and personal charm to compose the conflicting interests of nations, how little he had taken into his countrymen into his confidence, even misled them about the nature of the peace that was to come, and how they had abandoned the reforming agenda of the New Deal years to chase in wartime after the sirens of consumerism, and how they alone among warring people had prospered, emerging unscathed at home, while 405,399 American soldiers, sailors, marines, and airmen had died. Those men were dignified in death by their service, but they represented proportionally fewer military casualties than in any other major belligerent country. Beyond the war's dead and wounded and their families, few Americans had been touched by the staggering sacrifices and unspeakable anguish that the war had visited upon millions of other people around the globe. Johnny went to war at the tender age of 17 Went to fight the devil 9,000 miles away in a land 
fighting devils And every day We send another on his way Do you think his mama prays For her baby Every day things about being in a an election year it seems that every year is an election year by the way i mean you know we're always talking people are always running for something it, it, you get you get a chance to really get into some very interesting characters like our certifiable senate senatorial candidate in kentucky rand paul now he wants to build a fence along the u.s border nothing unusual in that is there david no no senator dang right, fence yeah. is right with him yep. yeah, that, that's how except that paul wants the fence to be electric and he wants it built underground. Wait a minute, a fence underground? Yeah, I yeah. don't. I have, I have a. I well, we, you know the way people weirdness. are training dogs now, where they put those special collars on them, and if they go past a certain place, there's wires. They electrocute the dog. They electrocute the dog. So yeah, I guess right. he wants to put collars on potential illegal aliens, undocumented people. Nice collars, probably. You know, mm-hmm. with a little style. He's, he dresses well, kind of. And then if they try to come across the border, oh. They go back home. Uh-huh. How do you get the collars on the Mexicans? Hold on. Okay. Among the variety of proposals to stem illegal immigrants, uh, the construction of an underground electric fence appears to stand alone on the extreme. I think that Huff is being kind here. There is little contemporary evidence of other Republican officials proposing such a project, even among the most conservative of the bunch. Indeed, when approached in the halls of the Senate and asked about the idea though not told who proposed it, National Republican Senate Committee Chair John Cornyn, they don't come any right-winger than him, assumed it was a joke. 
Well, you know oh. what? It is a joke. So in a speech in downtown Paducah, Kentucky, Paul pegged the cost of his quixotic idea at somewhere between 10 and $15 million. And that's cheap. That's I gotta small say, change. Yeah. The benefits of an underground fence, he argued, were that it would not have the symbolism of a Berlin Wall-like structure, and it would be considered less offensive to Hispanic voters who are already fleeing the country. Less offensive to Hispanic voters who are already fleeing the country? I don't get where this man's coming from. He isn't paying his syntax. Well, you don't have to wait 20 or 30 years to enjoy the -the over-the-border taste of Anchor Baby Beer. Our secret? It's a foreign yeast that's been brought over to America, cuddled and fermented until it wakes up to the call of action. Hey, it won't destroy your way of life. Only your taste for any other brew than Anchor Baby Beer. Anchor Baby, a product of Blackout Breweries, Oathkeeper, Nevada. Now legal in 38 states.